Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Alrighty, welcome back to episode 100, 100 of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast. Obviously, a huge milestone. Um, we started this thing a little over two years ago, uh, and never—I th- mean, I thought we'd make it here, but it's kind of crazy to think that we're sitting here at episode hundo. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a big thing. Been a long, been a long, long journey. Uh, kind of just. Been going. Through, I mean, it's pretty much been the same thing for the last what fifteen episodes. NFL is a big bulk of what we talk about, so it's a uh, it's a it's a nice thing to happen whenever NFL season is around that we roll into episode one hundred. Yeah, especially episode one hundred on Thanksgiving week. We'll talk more about that later, uh, but we just want to kind of take the time, episode one hundred, um, to thank our fans, our loyal listeners who um, listen to us week in and week out religiously, have who have bought merch thus far, um, and because really, I mean, you know, if we were only getting a handful of listens every episode, we wouldn't keep doing this. But with the fact we have a loyal following, a loyal fan base, um, we do it for you guys. So I uh, just want to take time on this week of thanks to uh, thank you guys. And uh, I very, very much appreciate um, each and every one of you. Yeah. So not only are we thankful for that, but episode 100 means big things uh, outside of what we've done over the last couple of weeks. We recently partnered with a sports podcast network uh, this past week. They are called belly up sports. Uh, we, you know, our podcast got thrown on their website earlier this week. So we are up and live running with them. Hopefully bigger and better things to come uh, with those guys. So thanks to them for letting us hop on board with them. And uh, yeah, we're going to keep rolling through this next triple digits, however long of episodes with these guys. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's super cool. Um, They got, a pretty exclusive network. I think Travis said we are, we were the 20th podcast added. They've added, added a few since we officially joined late last week. Um, so they're, they're growing. Um, very interactive on the socials. So Travis, do you have their, their social media handles by chance offhand? Um, I do not. Uh, well, I mean, you can just Google or not Google, but look up belly up sports uh, and you'll, you'll find it pretty easily. Yeah, it seems like a pretty big family. They have like a Slack network that we joined. We can talk to like the other podcasters. Hopefully some collabs coming in the future, some crossovers, things like that. But very excited about this. You know, like Travis said, not very big news for you guys, but it's big news for us. And hopefully it kind of takes us to that next level as we reach episode 100. Um, So with that being said, enough with the mushy-gushy stuff and the announcements. Um, Do have another announcement for you. We are going to be doing a Black Friday promotion this week. So obviously – Black Friday is a big shopping day. Um, 
and I'll let Travis take this away. He, he has all the details. He's doing the crazy Will Ferrell fist pump thing in the background. So, yeah. So Black Friday, awesome. We launched the merch store. Some of you I know probably waiting around. I always procrastinate buying shit too. But if you have procrastinated or if you've already bought stuff, even better because we are doing 20% off code for Black Friday. It's going to run. Uh, it's active now, but it's going to run up until next Tuesday the 1st. So run through the weekend, Cyber Monday, 20% off with promo code DRUNK. Easy that's enough it. to remember. That's it, yeah. So, I mean, DRUNK, 20% off uh, your, I guess, total order or per item, whichever, I mean, whichever one you want to do. But there's no limit to that. So go shop away. I think there's links to our store in many tweets in the bios of a lot of our. Uh, yeah. If, if, if it's not in the bio right now, we'll make sure to have the link to our Teespring in the bio um, when this episode drops. So you guys can go to our bio on Twitter, wherever, Instagram, find it there. Um, but yeah, 20% off. You said it's live now and it's going to run through the end of Cyber Monday. So like 11.59 p.m. Pacific time. On yeah, so it's to end on. 12-1. So um, probably as soon as the first hits, it's gone. So you have up until the end of Cyber Monday to use that 20% off. I mean, it's a pretty damn good deal. A lot of our stuff, a lot of our like signature t-shirts are $20. So you can get one for, you know, $4 off. Not a bad gig. Yeah. And then the hoodies, you get an even more discount. The hoodies are 35 bucks. So um, even better there. So a bit more bang for your buck shopping for Christmas, whatever it may be. We'll obviously plug it throughout the week. I'm sure we'll hit it up throughout the weekend, um, things like that. But yeah, Black Friday, we're running a promotion now through the end of Cyber Monday, 20% off with code DRUNK on the Teespring store. So again, enough with the announcements and the business. We've taken care of business. Let's talk about the actual content for the podcast. So um, kind of a lot to digest from week 11 in the NFL. So let's dive into it. A little bit of open floor talk. Some things happened that we didn't think that we didn't kind of expect and some things we did expect. So, um, you know, I'll just let you kick it off. What Starting Thursday night, were you surprised that Seattle beat Arizona um, in, that, in that matchup? I really wasn't. But just because, I mean, it was a time that Russell Wilson was going to turn it around. Didn't really know. I mean, obviously there's no fucking time frame on that. He just finally decided to pull his head out of his ass. So he did that. They beat the Cardinals. Didn't really think that they were going to lose to them two times in a row. But with the way that Seattle was playing, it was just hard to bet on them. Uh, But outside of that, the NFL within the last month has just been crapshoot. So unpredictable. It's unreal. Like whether or not it's an upset or somebody not covering, it seems like nobody is really going to be able to, to predict what's been going on. Well, like, raise your hands. How many of you guys had the Titans and the Cowboys going on the road and winning this week? Probably not Probably not a lot of you guys. Probably not, especially the Cowboys. Um, honestly, didn't really see the Rams beating the Bucks. So I knew that it would be a close game, but I didn't think the Rams were going to pull away with it. Tom Brady is now 0-7 against the spread in his last – Seven primetime games. Yeah, not a great stat. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Raiders? I'm just kind of looking at, at the at the Week 11 schedule right now. What are your thoughts on the Raiders? Like, are they for real or not quite? I 
I mean, it's hard to say that they're not good, but I I just don't think that they are a typical six and four team that should be in the playoff mix. They just I don't know. I feel like when the, when it comes down to it, if they do end up winning the games and make it to the playoffs, they are going to disappoint. Yep, absolutely. And then. Um, obviously the big news, Taysom Hill made his debut at quarterback, had a very lackluster first half, but kind of turned it on the second half. And they, but if that, for, to me, if that Saints defense is playing like that, it doesn't fucking matter who's playing quarterback. They sacked Matt Ryan eight times on Sunday. Yeah, it was crazy. Their defense honestly came out of nowhere for being the reason of their early season struggles. Like their defense was not good. They've turned it around. They're doing good. I don't think Taysom Hill is the answer. I'm going to call it now. I don't have it in many of my picks. But the Saints are playing the Broncos this week, and the Broncos' defense is no joke. You know, they're in Denver. Uh, I just feel like that Broncos' defense is going to give Taysom Hill a world of trouble. I mean, we saw what the Broncos' defense did last week to the Tua. I mean, the, this young quarterback who never – hasn't played a lot of, a lot of NFL games, they – I mean, shout out to Vic Fangio and the coaching staff there. They had the perfect game plan to beat, beat two in the Dolphins last week. Um, frustrated the hell out of me, but it is what it is. One last thing I'll touch on, um, and I'll, if you have something else, we can touch on it. But, um, you know, shout out, you know, prayers up to, to Joe Burrow. I mean, just I don't know if you saw the news, they completely destroyed his knee. They're saying 12. Yeah, I think he tore everything he could tear in the knee. 12 to 18-month recovery time. So, But in all, in all honesty – is that even surprising? Like, it was bound to happen with that offensive line. It's, I mean, like, you got to be pissed if you're a Bengals fan that they, that they went out and got all these weapons that they didn't need, kept $18 million with A.J. Green. Like, they paid A.J. Green $18 million here on a franchise tag. Just invest in a fucking offensive line. Like, come on. I just did. I mean, Joe Burrow, it's not like he was doing horrible. Didn't like the pick in the first place. I think they could have went elsewhere, uh, you know, if you got to you don't build a team around a quarterback. I feel like I think you build a team and then the quarterback comes later. Um, but that, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So um, that's week eleven. Last thing before we move on from week eleven, let's touch on it real quick. The Bill O'Brien of the Week Award. Who we give? Oh, it easy. Matt Lafleur from the Packers. Um, I thought I yeah. thought you were going to lean Brian Flores, but you don't think that that game was was Flores's fault. No, it wasn't his fault, but the Packers could have easily put the game away. Um, I'm on their, uh, on the game right now. I'm going to the play-by-play. Were they at four, they're at 14 and a half, right? They were at 14 and a half, yes. Okay, I mean, they, they blew the lead. Not really the end of the world because the Colts are a good football team. But with – about nine minutes or so left in the game. They got the ball back, drove downfield. They had, they were down three points at this point in the game. They took the clock all the way down. There's three minutes, 11 seconds left. Fourth and one at Indy's 34. Post up, you kick a 50-yard field goal. You're in a dome. You tie the game. Instead, they do a fucking pass play on fourth and one, incomplete, and they turn the ball over on downs. They force uh, Indy to a, to punt the ball, go down, and then they kick the field goal to send it to overtime. That is all avoided 
if you kick that field goal and you uh, you tie the game up, stop them, then you kick a game-winning field goal. It's over. Yeah, I mean, who knows if they would actually – like, I, I, I understand your, your reasoning for that, but would they have, like – because I know when they kicked that game-tying field goal, like um, Aaron Rodgers threw that deep pass to Marquez uh, Valdez-Scantling, who caught that – it was like a 50-yard bomb on, like, third down. But I understand – like, if you kick it, you stop the Colts, you get the ball back – you have a, you have Aaron Rodgers with the ball in his hands with a chance to win the football game, which I'll take ten times out of ten. It's just a, it's a much different game rather than going to overtime and losing it. Like you don't want to ever go to overtime. You win the game regulation. I just if you're down three, I don't give a shit if it's fourth and inches or it's fourth and four. If you're in field goal range and you're down three points late in the fourth, you take the points. Yep, I hear you there. So. Surprising, Matt LaFleur gets our Bill O'Brien of the Week award, a team that is seven and three. You really don't really wouldn't expect that, but they should be eight and two in, in all honesty. So um that is our Bill O'Brien of the Week award. Matt LaFleur doing a great job there in Green Bay, but just didn't do a great job last week. So we're gonna talk about a few different things. Obviously, Thanksgiving week is always great for sports. You pretty much get sports from Wednesday through 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 Monday, um, but there's a few special things kind of going on this weekend that a lot of people probably don't know about that we're going to touch on. I'll let Travis touch on the first one. It's kind of a golf thing, and I'll let him talk about it, give some details about it, and then I'll talk about the second thing. Yeah, so the match three, I guess what they're calling these weird like two-man scrambles, uh, it is Phil Mickelson and Charles Barkley versus Peyton Manning and Steph Curry. Uh, it's Friday at 2 o'clock Central Time. And I was surprised when I saw these odds. Have you looked up the odds yet? Mm-mm. You haven't looked them up? Mm-mm. Okay, well, Phil Mickelson and Charles Barkley are the underdog. They are plus 140. Yeah, but because Charles Barkley's horrible at golf. But he's not. he's really not that bad. Phil and uh, – Peyton and Steph are minus 180. Charles Barkley used to be an avid golfer, like back in his NBA days. Now he's like old. Obviously, he has a hitch in his swing. It's super ugly. But he is getting his own tease. He he tees it forward over everyone else this weekend. He has his own special tease. So Phil was saying that there's going to be some holes where he doesn't even have to hit driver on. He can just hit an iron mid like a – Long iron. What do you mean by to... special tees? Like, 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 what do you mean by that? Like, he's it has his own tee boxes that are going to be put forward. Like, he's not teeing off with everyone else. Oh, uh, because he's older. Yeah. So okay. he's going to have his own tee box on every single hole. Um, and not only that, but yeah, think like Phil Mickelson's a fucking professional golfer. Like yeah. these other guys are not. I know Steph Curry played in a couple corn fairy tournaments. He has a .6 handicap, and Peyton Manning has a 6.4, but Phil's is a plus 5.2. Like, it's going to take Steph Curry and Peyton Manning to be on their best game, hitting fairways, hitting greens, making putts, and Phil could just play like an average round of golf and still 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner still come up right around them i just don't i don't know i don't see it i like the value are they doing alternating shots or i don't know the format honestly i didn't i don't know if they have even come out with the format yet but i was just looking into it um the rule like when you look it up the main thing that comes up is like the chuck cheese because they have his own Specialties. Which even if they're doing I mean, all, when you, when you play in tournaments, like the seniors and the older people get to hit further, closer to the hole. So, how how old is he though? Charles Barkley's got to be semi older. I mean, looking it up right now, he is fifty seven. So I mean, not that old. He's not that much older than Phil. No. Well, so, yeah, it is. It is a modified alternate shot. So both players from each team will hit, they'll hit tee off and then they'll swap balls for their approach shots. So Mickelson will play Barkley's drive and Barkley will play Mickelson's drive. And then after the second shot, teams will decide which ball they want to play for their third. Oof. So it's a really, really weird format I, would, I do, but i like i like mickelson and barkley too because i think mickelson can save barkley's bad drives more than peyton or steph can like i don't know how good of a goal i mean i watched a little bit of the match when peyton and tom brady played with those two guys i think it was phil and tiger right um, yeah it was nasty yeah and but i've never seen steph curry play golf i imagine he's pretty good he's 0.6 handicap which pretty much scratch golfer but Here's my thought process on this. Phil gives it a good drive. Honestly, don't know how good uh, Charles' short game is. So that's something to be determined. But if he doesn't even, like, you got to think that Phil's probably going to hit 80, 85% of fairways. If Charles can't even, can't get it on the green and just gets it around the green, Phil Nicholson is, like, one of the best short game yeah. around the green players ever. So could be interesting. I, just, I, what, I like the chances. What's it? What, uh, what is that on like local TV? Like where, where they broadcasting this at CBS? I would imagine. Or is it pay-per-view? I don't think it's pay-per-view. Cause the other one wasn't, uh, the match two was not here. It is right here. How to watch. It'll be old broadcast live on TNT. Okay. And, Bleacher Report will have their cart cam stream up and going. So there you go. Still watch. Should be pretty fun. There you go. And then the other thing kind of happened this weekend, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, you have a a boxing match, and Mike Tyson fights this weekend. So yes, the fifty four year old Mike Tyson is fighting Roy Jones Jr. on Saturday night at nine o'clock Central Time. Um, you can. It's this is pay per view. It's, it's fifty bucks. Um, it's Tyson on com or fight TV. So excuse and, me. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I was looking, it's like Mike Tyson's website. So basically Mike Tyson's fighting Roy Jones Jr. Um, It's an eight round, two minute round fight. So they're not like the normal five minute rounds or three minute. I think boxing's three minute rounds, five minute rounds. I don't know. I think it's three. It's three minute. I usually do three minute, 12, 12 rounds. So they're doing two minute, eight rounds. And supposedly what they're telling is that like, they're not supposed to try to knock each other out. Like that's what the boxing, that's what the California state athletic commission told them. They're not supposed to try to knock each other out. And are they wearing headgear? No, they're not wearing headgear. They're supposed to, but it's and Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson are both like, this is not an exhibition fight. Like I'm going to go in there and try to win. But apparently if a, if a fighter gets a cut or anything like that, they're going to stop the fight um, and call it. So, um, and if like it goes, if someone that's gets a, shitty though, you're going to pay, you're going to ask someone to pay yeah. where they're not technically trying to knock them out. But this is the only fight that's like that because they're both over the age of 50. Um, I don't think it's going to be like that. Like Mike Tyson's a bruiser always has been, always will be. The odds are pretty heavily in Mike Tyson's favor. I had him pulled up. Right minus here. 200. He's minus See, 200. Mike Tyson is the lowest favorite on this card. Honestly, outside of the top two fights, the rest is dog shit. Like they're all like minus two thousand, minus ten thousand. There's not a favorite that's under a thousand until the last three fights, and even yeah. then. So Mike Mike Tyson is minus two hundred. Um, Roy Jones Jr. is plus one seventy. Which Roy Jones Jr. is no joke. Wasn't back in the day, but I don't know if you guys have seen videos of Tyson recently. He's just fucking been an animal. And then the over under on the rounds. Um, it's the over under seven and a half, obviously. So they're predicting it to go to the full eight. Um, the over is plus one fifty, and the under is minus one eighty. I personally like Tyson. It's not a lot of value at minus at minus two hundred, but the under of minus one eighty is a little bit better. I don't think this. There's no way this goes the full eight, especially with these rules that have in place. Um, now on the co-main, so that's the main event: Mike Tyson, Roy Jones. Yeah. The co-main, co-main is interesting. It's Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson. Yes, the old New York Knicks point guard, Nate Robinson. Yeah, and Jake Paul's minus 210. He's fine. I didn't real. It's He's going to destroy him. I just was watching a video before we started doing, before we started recording this, of like both of them sparring and training. And Jake Paul is just way more like well-rounded than Nate Robinson is. Nate Robinson's slow. His punches don't look very strong. Jake Paul looks like the real deal. Like he said, he wants to box. Yeah. Well, well, Jake and what's his brother, Logan Paul were like state champion high school wrestlers in Ohio. So they have a grappling fighting background. I don't know if he's cut out for boxing could maybe transition to like mixed martial arts some more, but I definitely, I know it sucks to pick the two favorites, but you want to parlay them. A parlay with Tyson and Jake Paul might not be bad. Maybe Jake Paul by TKO if you can get it somewhere. Should be interesting. I'm not going to pay $50 to watch it, especially after reading the Tyson rules on the fight with, with Roy Jones. You're like, going to be able to find it somewhere and stream oh, it. It's not legal, so. Yeah. <laughs> but we just thought those were two interesting things to talk about on Turkey Day weekend. Um, a lot of sports going on. Obviously, the big one's football. What do you what'd you get? What do you have? Uh, the, if you were interested, a parlay of Jake Paul and Mike Tyson is plus 121. Oh, so, yeah. Hey, you get plus odds. Not bad for two people that are. Where are you getting that at? Minus 
Nevada said that, yes. Wow. Well, I'll take a look at that. I do like the Jake Paul, Mike Tyson parlay because there's no way I don't think either of those guys lose. Um, another thing that we'll mention, we're not going to dive too deep into it, college basketball will kick off, I guess, when you guys are hearing this on Wednesday, November 25th. It does kick off. I was talking last night. I think it stands zero chance of actually making it a full season. It is going to be the hottest of all hot messes ever. Yep. Like, there's already games getting canceled. It's – if you thought college football has been bad, which it has been horrible with, like, just cancellations here and there every week. I mean, imagine, Mizzou got their opponent changed five days before the game. Imagine just the amount of cancellations because, I mean, you play sometimes three times a week. Yep. Like, the amount of travel that's involved, it's just going to be – it's going to be so bad. Yeah, so – we're not going to dive too much into college basketball because I honestly don't think it's it's worth our breath um, because they they just they're going to have so many issues. I know Mizzou is supposed to play Wichita State, I think, on the December twelfth or some shit like that, and all their their like whole team is like quarantined with 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 contact tracing right now. So college basketball well, because, is doomed. I mean, we about damn near wasted a whole episode back in uh, conference championship week, yep. right before March Madness, and that got thrown to shit. We're not even going to dive into this until it's like, okay, maybe halfway through the season or whenever they start to do March Madness if it looks like it's going to happen. But not going to waste our time doing an NCAA preview if the season's just going to get flushed down the toilet. I heard that. Um, One quick thing before we move on to to DeGeneres Digest. It's loaded uh, DD this week. Um, A lot of picks on the card. I got an idea to toss you, Travis. I want to see what you're keen to this. So what if we did like a fan vote of all the Turkey Day games? So we let we let we let our we put a poll on Twitter for each game. Like they can either pick, you know, the dog or the favorite spread or the over under. Twitter and Instagram because sometimes posts get buried in Twitter. Thanks, Fleet. Yeah, so we we can do both, but they give them the option to pick four, pick all four, whether whether it's the dog or the favorite or the over or the under. Four. You mean three? Well, they'll have – in each game, they'll get to pick whether they want to pick – Oh, okay. I thought you meant all four games. Each no, four. Yeah, yeah, no, three. Okay. So, they get to pick four options in all three games. So, in whichever vote wins – so, let's say, you know, the fans want to pick, you know, Houston, Dallas, and Pittsburgh. I know those are all three favorites. But if they pick all of those, I will take that, and I'll put up some of my own money, and I'll put a parlay down on it. And if it hits, we will split the winnings – with one random lucky winner that that uh, follows all the rules for the contest that we'll create when we put it out. I just thought it was kind of cool for 100th episode. So they have to guess every game right. Well, so we're going to put out a poll and our fans vote on it. And whatever the favorite – Oh, we're just going – okay, so we're going to go with majority vote. Yeah, and then like we'll put out some rules like you have to retweet or follow whatever the hell it is. And then we'll pick one if it hits. If it hits, pick one random person that follows those rules for like. I just thought I just thought that was a pretty interesting idea. Got it. So this is what I'm going to do. When you're hearing this, it's going to be when it comes out on Wednesday. I'm going to put a, I'm going to put polls up starting on Wednesday at noon, and I'm going to close them Wednesday night. Do a 12-hour poll, yeah. And then uh, we'll tweet it out Thursday morning what the final bet is and the rules, and then – Yeah, let's do that. Uh, that could be it. 
I thought I, I saw it was a cool idea for for our for our hundredth hundredth episode. Yeah, not a bad uh, not a bad idea. So we'll do that. Hopefully, it hits. If not, then you guys are losers. Yeah. So you then guys you guys sit in our shoes. Yeah. For one, because it has been a horrible last couple of weeks. Yeah. So uh, let's go ahead and roll into to do Degenerous Digest. All right, back with Degenerates Digest, our gambling preview for the week, our picks, everything for those. Hey, if you're new to listening, you never know. Sometimes we got to break it down to you as to what we're doing. So, week 11, we did not do good. We, we said this for the last three weeks. Jared, you didn't have a winning week. Quit raising your hands up at me like I'm offending you. It wasn't a losing week, and it was a barely a losing week. So it I'll was barely, it. but Jared's down 16 units in football season, so his punishment is coming unless he had – I think you just have to have like a clean sweep. I don't even know if that would do it. Yeah, because I only have 20 units out on this week, which because we have more picks, and I was surprised I only ended up with 20 units. But a lot of these fucking Turkey Day games – I'm not in love with so no so Jared basically has to have a clean sweep of picks this week which if that happened that would just be immaculate don't think it's going to it has never it's never happened in two drunk brothers history which what better episode to happen for both of us to get a clean sweep on on episode 100 or one of us both of us don't know if that's going to happen but one of us on episode 100 clean sweep of picks that would be cool uh you know we got to turn it around eventually. We've been been on a cold streak. We're on a hot streak. Now we're on cold. Got to turn it around. We're here. Episode 100, new season. Turning the corner. All right. Stacking the card this week, because we do have those three Turkey Day games. Uh, so we're going to do a total of 12. We have the five primetime games. Still doing our upset of the week. Still doing our lock of the week plus our usual five added games, college, NFL, whatever. So total of 12 picks possibly, unless somebody just absolutely loves one of the primetime games. So let's kick it off. Turkey Day. None of all these suck except for the one at night, which I'm going to be too stuffed to even care about at that point anyway. I have two dog shit games in a row to watch. Ah! So... The second one has big division implications. But. I, I mean, they could all three be good in their own way, but the last one is going to be probably the one that's like most interesting. Yeah. So 11.30 a.m. Central Time. Houston is the road favorite in Detroit over under 51 and a half. That's a slap in the face to Detroit. I mean, they just, got fucking, they just got shut out by Carolina this last week. So I get it. I get it. But it's Detroit on Thanksgiving. It's Matt Stafford on Thanksgiving. They haven't won a Turkey Day game since 2016. So Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. 
I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment, bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. With that being said, I'm, I'm, I think I know where Travis is leaning. I'll jump into mine real quick. I'm not doing either spread. I'm going to do the over 51 and a half because both of these defenses are not great, I believe, and both these offenses can turn it on. I, I would just – how fun would it be early turkey day, me and you go out to mom and dad's, and we're just watching Deshaun Watson and Matt Saver just sling the rock back and forth and just going at it. I think it would be a fun game. Houston seems to be gaining some momentum, um, and Detroit has to pick it back up after being shut out last week. Texans are allowing 27 points per game this year. So I'm going to do one and a half units on the over 51 and a half. Oh boy. I'm doing, I'm not doing, I'm not doing the under 51 and a half, but I'm doing something different. I'm doing a seven point teaser. I was going to do this. Minus 135 on both the under and a pick. I'm doing under 58 and a half in Detroit plus 10. I think. 58 and a half is a lot of points to be scored. Um, and I don't think that these offenses are capable of putting up that many points, regardless of how spotty their defenses have been playing. I just don't think that, you know, basically 60 points are going to be able to be scored in this game. It could still happen to where Jarrett's over hits in this teaser hits. We had it on the Monday mm-hmm. night game where the in-between of both hit. So, under 58.5, Detroit plus 10. I like that. I didn't know if you would uh, be keen to that, so I might make a switch on my late game on Turkey Day. Um, but let's roll on to the next one, 3.30 um, game. It's got big NFC East division implications because the winner of this game will be going into the weekend as the division leader of the NFC East at 4-7, and seven, which is sad to say. Um, you have the Washington football team, at the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas is three-point favorites, and the over/under is forty-six. Travis, I went about. I think I, I think I could have convinced myself on all four of the picks here. So, what did you end up end up going with? Uh, I went with the one that came to my mind first, and I stuck with it. I'm doing Cowboys minus three. Me too. At home, I mean, you just have you have the legacy. Thanksgiving Day teams, and I always love riding those teams because, like, it's their day. Dallas, uh, actually, Andy Dalton looked pretty good last weekend. Slung it all over the place versus Minnesota. Um, 
you know, he's able to kind of build some chemistry with his wide receivers. C.D. Lamb's taking a big presence in that offense with Andy Dalton. And I just think that Washington is not that good. I know they're three and seven. They're better than what we all thought they would be at this point in the season. But Dallas isn't going to lay over. They know that, honestly, it's as sad as it is to say, three and seven have a chance at winning the division. Yeah. So at home, Thanksgiving Day, Cowboys minus three. I I, I had the same thing. What, what are you doing? A unit? Just one? Yeah, I'm just doing one. Yeah, I'm also doing one on Dallas minus three. I was going to lean Washington, but then I remembered. And what really kind of stuck out to me is that, yes, Dallas plays a lot on Thanksgiving. They're historical. Zeke jumping into the Salvation Army kettle a few years ago was amazing. Um, but what really stuck out in my mind is I remember when, whenever we bet on Dallas to beat Washington, I think it was on the road earlier in the year, and Washington absolutely drubbed them. They beat them 25-3, to and I think that game has not left the Dallas Cowboys' minds. I don't think it has. I don't think it will. Like I said, Andy Dalton looked good. They went on the road to beat Minnesota. Maybe they're figuring it out. Maybe they're starting to call plays that are in favor of the Red Rocket or the Red Rifle, whatever the hell you want to call them. Um, I just think Dallas is going to end up taking this division. Dallas or New York is my pick. Um, and it all starts here. So Dallas minus three at one unit. Red Rifle. Red Rocket is what you call a dog's wiener when it gets hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the Red Rifle it is. Dallas minus three. Uh, both doing one unit. Next game, seven twenty. Big another big game. I mean, honestly, all these have could be good in their own way. Ravens at Steelers. Steelers are four and a half point favorites, and the over under is five. Or I'm sorry, Steelers are five and a half point favorites. Over under is forty six. Yep. So it moved. No, four, no, forty four and a half now. 44 and a half. This line's going to move all over the place. Uh, it's already moved a whole point since it came out like to this morning. Yeah. Um, because so, JK Dobbins and Mark Ingram are not going to play because of COVID. So they're just full blown Gus Edwards. Which doesn't matter because their backfield's been an absolute nightmare the whole season in the first place. Does not change my thought or my pick on this game. I am rolling with the Steelers minus five and a half. And I'm doing actually two units on it. Said I was only going to do one unit on primetime games this week. I'm doing two because Steelers are just far and away the better team here. Playing at home, the Ravens have looked like just dog shit lately. I'm going to call it how it is. They've lost three of the last four, um, and they've just played ugly. Lamar Jackson's not looking good. I think that the Steelers' defense is just going to shut them down. They only have one running back to roll with in five and a half. I I would be comfortable going up to six and a half, but once it goes higher than that, that's it. Yeah, the spread scared me, and I was thinking about doing a teaser in this game like you did on the first game. But I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll with my original pick that I have. Um, it's not the spread. It's not the over under. I'm going to do the Steelers team over. So Steelers team over. It's 24 and a half. I'm going to do one and a half units on it. The reason why is because the Steelers have only scored under 25 points once this year. And that was in that ugly, ugly Dallas game when they, and even then they scored 24. So this offense has so many weapons that they can, they can score at any minute. Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool, Eric Ebron, James Washington. Like it just, it's endless. Um, 
And with no Dobbins or Ingram, I think the Ravens offense is going to be very limited. And the big thing here while I'm doing Pittsburgh over um, 24 and a half is because I think they're going to control time of possession. And that's going to be huge. They're going to have the ball more, have more opportunities to score. So Steelers over 24 and a half at one and a half units. Yeah. I mean, that's what the Ravens do. They only have 30 less, 37 less rushing yards per game than passing. And Pittsburgh is all up, stop the run. Hope I mean, they were able to do it the first time around, so hopefully they can do it the second time around. Uh, so I like that pick. Moving on, Sunday night football, Bears at Packers. Packers are eight-and-a-half-point favorites, and the over-under is 45. Hate this game every single way. I don't. I'm going to roll with the Packers minus eight-and-a-half, and I'm going to do, do, do two units on it. Um, the Bears are dead. Packers are 2-0 against the spread this year after their, after their first two losses. Um, average margin of victory of 16, so easy money to me. Yeah, I'm doing Packers 8.5. I'm only doing one unit on it, but it was hard. I'm not going to be surprised if it doesn't hit, but you cannot bet the Bears with how just their offense has looked lately. Don't care if the Packers blow leads. Don't care if the Packers fall down after getting up big early in the game. Just can't bet the Bears. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if this moved more towards the Bears if they when they decide who's going to play quarterback on 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 Sunday night. Because right I now, giving up on them. That's what I'm saying. Like if if it's Trubisky, like I'm hammering the Packers even more, just because simple fact that I I just think this team's lost its identity. The defense at some point is going to get and we can't say that like the defense is going to stop Aaron Rodgers because we saw what Aaron Rodgers did to the Colts defense on Sunday. Fucking tore him up. So. Very true. So both doing Packers minus eight and a half. Last primetime game before we roll into our own picks. Monday night football. Seahawks at Eagles. Seahawks are five and a half point road favorites. Over under 51. Told myself I was staying away from them the rest of the year. But since it's primetime and since they're playing the Eagles, I'm betting on the Seabirds minus five and a half. The Eagles are so bad. And they just only continue to get worse. I know the Seahawks secondary is so bad, but I don't even think Carson Wentz could make him look bad. Yeah, dude. Like, I really don't. He's horrible. He makes stupid decisions. Their line sucks. Their running back course sucks. Uh, if, if Russell Wilson can't beat the Eagles by more than five points, then there's a problem in Seattle. I mean, they just beat Arizona in prime time by, by, by a touchdown. I don't think they'll have an issue with that. Um, how much are you doing on it? you doing a unit, two units? I'm doing two on this one. Okay. Okay. I don't mind that. That's what my initial gut reaction wanted to gravitate towards was uh, Seattle minus five and a half. But what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to do the over 51. Um, now hear me out on this one. We, you just said Seattle's defense is atrocious, which they are. I'm going to yeah, do but I said Carson Wentz can't even make them look bad. Yeah, but they'll let up points. But I think Seattle will just is going to come out throttling this game. Um, so I, li- I do like your minus five and a half pick. But I'm going to do the over a 51. I'm only doing one unit. And the reason why, I have, I have some weird reasons why. Um, the under is hit in the last two Seahawks games. And that just to me is a trend that I don't see continuing on. Like the over is just historically great in Seattle games. Um, and – They've laid duds on the road, um, so I don't think they're going to do that this week. Also, this is huge, Travis. Right now, currently, I know it's a Monday night game, so there's probably not a lot of money out there on it. 
but 98% of the money in Vegas is on the under. So I'm going to take the other side because, you know, Vegas is looking at that like, yes, please give it to me. So um, I'm going to do the over 51 one unit. All right. I don't know. You could say that the Seahawks defense is trending upward after their last two games, but we shall see. Um, rolling into our five additional picks, we're going to do our upset of the week first. Didn't really love a lot. Technically seven picks. It was upset, lock, and five additional. That's true. That's true. So didn't really love a lot of upsets this week. Saw a big one, stayed away from it. So I went towards a smaller one that's more likely to happen. Friday, 2.30, college game. Should be a big one. A lot of you should watch. Number two, Notre Dame at number 19, North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina's plus 175, and I'm going to lay one unit on them just because why not? Uh, North Carolina, Notre Dame's have yet to lose a, lose a game. Jesus Christ. Notre Dame has yet to lose a game, and what better time to do it than on the road versus UNC. I know UNC's defense is trash, but I really don't think Ian Book is that good. I just think this could be a struggle game for Notre Dame where they end up falling out of the top four. Whether or not it's going to happen, it's something that I'd like to see happen, so that's what I'm going to root for. And if Sam Howell gets going early, I can see Notre Dame having a tough time uh, keeping up with their offense. It just all depends which North Carolina team shows out. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, I definitely looked at that. I know UNC burned me, I think, earlier in the year, and they kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. So um, I, I got like a list, and I'm just keeping track of teams I'm never going to bet on ever again. Um, they're not on it yet. Oh, yeah, too. yeah, but it's just – I didn't like a lot of upsets this week, so I had to go with something. Yeah, neither did I. Mine's an NFL game. Um, NFL game Sunday at noon. Um, Raiders at the Falcons. And I'm going to do – the Falcons are plus 140 at home. So I'm going to do the Falcons – beating the Raiders. I'm only doing a unit on it. Um, and that's why I brought it up on the intro. Like I wanted your thoughts on Vegas. I'm still not sold on them. Um, they're just very, I don't, they're just a weird team to me. Like, I, I don't know what team's going to show up. I don't think, I don't think they have a good defense and having to travel all the way across the country to Atlanta is never usually good for young teams from the West coast. Uh, coming off a loss, their defense has given up 27.6 points per game this year which is not great. So, I don't know. I can see Matt Ryan and, and that team bouncing back this week. All right. Don't hate it, but like I said, there's just not a lot. That could be the game that, that shocks some people that bet the other way. Lock of the week. Surprisingly, my lock of the week is is another NFL game, which burned me last week, but I like it. It's Sunday at noon. It is the Cardinals at the Patriots. Cardinals are two-and-a-half-point favorites, and I'm doing three units on the Cardinals. Uh, they really honestly can't afford to lose this game after dropping that uh, primetime game last week to the Seahawks. They're 6-4. and four. They can't lose. Playing the Patriots, who honestly, not to say the Patriots' season is like over, but at this point they have a long road ahead of them. I don't know why you would even try to win, but don't believe in Cam Newton. Uh, they're getting Sony Michelle be- back this week, which I think is only going to confuse their running back system even more. Arizona should bounce back two and a half. It's pretty much a win. So I'll take Arizona minus two and a half. 
Yeah, I like that pick a lot. Don't have it on my slate, surprisingly, but I really, really like that pick. Um, I think New England's – I mean, there's there's a reason why I took their team under last week and it hit against fucking Houston nonetheless. So, I know Arizona – it's in New England, right? It is in New England, but – I mean, it is what it is. You know, you – if you are a playoff team, you got to win. You got to win tough games on the road, and this is like Arizona's probably prove it game. Like, let's fucking step up and do it. Um, I like that. My lock of the week is a college game. It is Saturday at two o'clock. The college football play, playoff rankings just came out, so their ranking change. It's number twenty, Coastal Carolina, at Texas State, and I'm doing Coastal Carolina minus seventeen, minus yeah, seventeen. I- this was on mine, and I took it off to make room for my very last pick. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Uh, just because the only reason I took it off, because I had it as one of my first two picks, the only reason I took it off is just because of the big point spread. But I do like it, and I probably will bet it. I'm doing Coastal Carolina minus 17. I'm doing four units on it. Haven't done a four-unit lock in a while. Um, they barely covered backdoor last week, I mean, by a fucking miracle, what that pick six. Um, but Texas that was, State that was bad. Yeah. Bad beat for the people who had Appalachian State. Yeah, but App State's a good team. Like, the, for the last however many years, that conference has run through App State. So, Coastal Carolina finally got over that hump. Texas State's 2-9 and nine on the year. Another stat of theirs that really was disgusting to me, and it's something that Appalachian State did against Coastal Carolina very well, convert third downs. Um, Texas State is 32% on third down this year. That's disgusting. Um, yeah, I mean, they're they're a bad team. 17 is a lot, and after the scare last week with Coastal Carolina, it just made me nervous to bet it again, but I like it. So that's my lot, Coastal Carolina minus 17, four units on that bad boy. All right, rolling into our five others. We'll try to keep this pretty short for you guys. My next one, Saturday at 11 o'clock. You have no Friday games? My only Friday game was my upset. That's right. a whole lot that I liked. Okay. Uh, Saturday at 11, SMU at East Carolina. SMU is 12.5-point favorites on the road, and that's who I'm taking, two units. East Carolina is so bad. They're 2-6. and six. Uh, They let up surprisingly more yards a game than SMU does, but their offense just stinks. SMU outgains them by over 120 yards. Uh, it's just not 
It's not going to be pretty. They're going to take away this game. SMU on a revenge game after losing to Tulsa a couple weeks ago. Uh, so there's really nothing else. I love 11 and a half. I love 12 and a half. SMU is going to win by maybe 20. I really like SMU. Um, I said it earlier in the year. I think they're a good pick. They were a good pick to win that conference. I don't know if they're still in it now with Tulsa and everybody there, but um, who knows? I like that pick. Um, so Travis had a Friday game for his upset. I have a Friday game on my first five additional pick slate. It's Friday at 11 a.m. It's number 15, Iowa State, at number 20, Texas. Not doing the spread, not doing the over-under. I'm doing Iowa State straight-up money line. Right now it's plus 100, so it's even. Um, so if you bet 10, you're going to win 10, whatever it is. I like Iowa State to beat Texas on the road. I'm doing two units on it. Um, Texas, to me, is not good. I think their record is very misleading. They're one three and one against the spread in their last five. And they've won three in a row, which makes me think their head's getting a little big. Iowa State, however, has been humming. They've scored 38 plus points in their last three games, and I think they have the better offense, which to me is what's ultimately going to prevail in this game. So Iowa State over Texas, straight up money line on the road, the Friday at 11 a.m. All right. Well, I don't mind that pick, especially because this is going to be. Well, Texas had two weeks in a row where they didn't play a game. Their last game was November 7th, so it's going to be three weeks before their next game, which is a lot to take in and kind of stay fresh. So don't mind that pick. My next one is another Saturday game, college at 11 a.m. Or no, sorry, at 2.30 p.m. Central Time. It is it's a weird one, one that you will definitely not watch. FAU, Florida Atlantic at Middle Tennessee State. FAU is minus six and a half on the road, and that's who I'm taking. They're five and one. Middle Tennessee is three and six. They've played a lot of games, haven't been able to get their shit together. FAU's defense is one of the best in the country. They allow only 293 yards a game. So regardless of what they do on offense, they only let up 11 points per game on defense. I don't think that's going to be enough to win this game at all. Robinson's going to be able to put up points, seven-point game, nothing the FAU can't cover. They're 5-1, and one, so they could uh, get up there and get themselves a solid bowl game if they keep winning. The Owls, yeah, that is a game that no one will watch. So um, write it down now, just put it in your book. It is on CBS. Crazy. So, Saturday, the Saturday game, 2.30? Saturday at 2.30. All right, my next game is Saturday at 3 p.m. It is San Jose State. At Boise State, I'm taking San Jose State as the road dog at plus 11 and a half. Dude, Travis. no way. No yeah. way. Yeah, That's who I have on mine. Hell yeah. I didn't think anyone would pick this game in a fucking million years. Are you kidding me? San Jose State's 4-0 this year. They're 3-0-1 against the spread, while Boise State's 3-2. and They couldn't cover against Hawaii on their last game. And I, I said it, if you go back and listen to episode 99 when I picked Nevada last week, straight up money line as a dog and one. I think San Jose state and Nevada are on a collision course. They play the last week of the year and that's going to be the deciding game in this conference. Um, I think San Jose state could win this one, but I'll be safe and I'll take the points. So remember when I said at the beginning, when we did our upset of the week, I said I had a big underdog that I was going to take, but instead I chose the more safe option. This was my underdog. I was going to take with San Jose state plus three thirty. But I think these two teams, through four games and five games of the year are way too similar for this to be an 11 and a half, 12 point spread. So take San Jose for sure. This is my uh, 
This is my next pick. Here we go. What do you know? I'm, I'm, I'm doing two units on that one. I'm also – I'm doing two – I usually do two on all my five additional because those are games I actually like. Yeah, I, I did two of my first three. I got one of my last two. Let me roll into my – well, you – I already said one of mine because Coles Carolina yeah, – Go ahead. Well, no, you go ahead because you're, 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 you're going to have one less because Coles Carolina was my lock and okay. that was one of your additional picks. All right. My next pick is another college game. So I have four additional college games. Nevada at Hawaii. It's a 10 o'clock game on Saturday night. So we get that 10 o'clock game. Nevada is seven point favorites. And that's what I'm taking. I like the road favorites this week, but Hawaii's trash. Their defense sucks. Their offense is not that good. They're bad all around. They're two and three. Jared just said Nevada and San Jose State are on a collision course. Nevada's 5-0. and Got to win the game somehow. So why not win it by more than seven points? I don't know. They're 4-1 against the spread as well. Hawaii's 2-3. and three. It's just lining up the stars for Nevada here. Yeah, that is one of my sub picks this week. So if I lose a game, Nevada's going to make its way on my card. I liked it. I didn't want to take them two weeks in a row, but maybe you taking them and not me taking them is good. Um, I like their quarterback a lot. I know you like Zach Wilson for, for BYU. Carson Strong for Nevada reminds me a lot. He has a fucking cannon. He can sling the rock. Love that pick. Um, my next game is Saturday. I have five college games for you, including my lock. Um, Saturday at six. Yeah, I have five. Total. Yeah. Saturday, 630. Number 14, Oklahoma at West Virginia. The spread's 10.5. And I'm taking the Mountaineers at plus 10.5 at home against Oklahoma. I'm doing two units on it. Um, both these teams are 6-2 and two against the spread this year. So West Virginia has been the dog for the majority of their games, and they're still covering. Um, I just think this spells another big letdown game from Oklahoma. They're going on the road um, on Thanksgiving week. Oklahoma has beaten West Virginia every single year. They have been in the Big 12. So, so since 2012, Oklahoma's beaten West Virginia every year. Um, so I think West Virginia's due for a win. I'm not saying they're going to, but they definitely keep it within 10. So I'm taking West Virginia at plus 10 and a half. All right. Don't mind it, but it scares me because Oklahoma looked pretty good against Oklahoma State last week. Next, last one. Decided to throw one NFL game in there. This is what substituted my Coastal Carolina pick. So, hope it wins. Sunday, noon game. Shit game. Giants at Bengals. Giants minus six. That's who I'm taking. No Joe Burrow. I don't even know who their quarterback is. Ryan Finley. Dude sucks. Even then, the Bengals aren't that good. Giants, on the other hand, like they've, they've played in some damn close games. Week in, week out. They, when they lose, they don't lose by a lot. I just think the Bengals at this point, it's like, why not start tanking to get a, another draft pick? Joe Burrow's out. There's no point in winning. Meanwhile, the Giants, like, they they don't really have anything. They've won three games already, so why not just try at this point? Well, they can still, uh, win, their, they can still win their division. Yeah, fuck, I forgot about that. Yeah. Look at, talking about all these teams, when I go look at the Giants, I totally forget that they can win their division because they shouldn't be able to. So – even better reason to take them minus five and a half, minus six, whatever it is. Uh, they're going to win by a touchdown. They'll probably win by more because Ryan Finley is dog shit. Yeah, it's bad. Um, 
So you said you don't have Coastal Carolina on your card then? No, I don't. I said they were going to be on mine. And that was your last pick? Yeah. I have two more left. How is that possible? Because I told you you had the same San Jose pick as I did, and then ah. you let me in. Sorry, I fucked up. I thought you said you had, you had Coastal Carolina on there. So I'll, I'll, I'll go quick, wrap it up. Um, uh, my fourth one, Saturday at 6.30, number nine, Oregon at Oregon State. Spreads 13 and a half. And I'm, I don't know why. I, I, I like the dogs this week. I'm taking Oregon State at plus 13 and a half against Oregon. I'm only doing one unit on it. Both these teams are two and one against the spread this year. But I think the Beavers will, will look to control this game on the ground. The running back Jefferson is averaging 7.2 yards per carry this year. Um, and I think because of that, they're going to look to control time possession and keep the ball out of Oregon's hands and keep it a lot closer than people think. Plus, 61% of the bets in Vegas right now are hammering Oregon. So I'm going to go the other way with Oregon State. And my last one is a little bit of an odd pick. Travis, you had one You had one earlier with a teaser. I'm going to do a three-team NFL money line parlay. And the money line parlay is the Rams. They're playing the Niners. The Giants, so that, that bodes well for you. They're playing the Bengals. And the Dolphins because they're playing the Jets. Um, so three team, all three of those teams, Rams, Finns, Giants, Moneyline Parlay. It's plus 135. I'm doing a unit on that. All right. That's a lock. Love it. That's a lock, you think? Yeah, I love that pick. I love that parlay. Um, looks good. We got a 12-game slate for you this week. Could go one of two ways. Either going to go average or really bad. So – Hammer those picks. Go to our store. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope you're listening to this on your way to your just fantastic Thanksgiving with your in-laws or your girlfriend, family. Or your own family. Or your own family. Regardless, you got to love communicating with your family during the holidays. Go to our store. 20% off. Promo code DRUNK when you get into the cart. Go buy yourself some merch. You deserve it. Yes, you deserve it. And then also vote in our poll for our giveaway. Remember, we're going to do a parlay on all three of the Thanksgiving turkey turkey day games. Whatever you guys bet, we'll tweet it out. We'll tweet out the lines on Thursday morning and what we'll, the contest rules and shit like that. And we'll pick one. If it hits, we'll pick one random winner to split the proceeds with. I'm thinking a $25 parlay on it. It's got to be decent. There we go. We'll do it. It'll be nice. It'll be awesome. See you guys next week, episode 100. We appreciate you all. As always, like, follow, subscribe, share. Go buy shit, do whatever. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Buy some shit. Peace out.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 